This is the Daily Podcast Practice Show for Friday, November 26th, 2021, Day 26 of National Podcast Post Month. I'm your host, Rich Grimshaw, here to practice the art, the craft, and the sport of podcasting. It's another day on the microphone doing my daily workout to build up my podcasting chops, get my muscles toned, get my podcaster's six-pack. <laughs> After yesterday, I'm not going to have any kind of a six-pack, <laughs> not in the traditional sense. But I still, I'm going to practice podcasting, practice, practice and train so that I can achieve my ultimate destiny one day of being an A-list podcast host someday. Come along with me and you can help me achieve my my goal, my greatness, my destiny. If you're looking for more, you can find it over at dailypodcastpractice.com. Today is the day after Thanksgiving. And while many, many people are enjoying being out at the stores or being online snagging deals, I that's not me. I just kind of puttered around the house and in the shop. Working on that top to my stand-up desk. Uh, it's coming along very nicely, and I'm looking forward to getting that put into use next week. I still have to do all the staining and the polyurethaning and then get it attached to the frame and start putting things on it and getting the wiring all done. I'm not in a hurry. I just uh, I want to do it so that it's a nice, comfortable desk. I'm excited about it. So while doing research for the show today, I found out that Rolls-Royce, yeah, the, the people who make the fancy cars, they have developed an all-electric airplane, and it's amazing. It's a kick-butt type of plane. Now, I would never have guessed this because they're, they're a car maker, right? Well, no, not really. They're also big into aircraft engines, and I, I knew that, but I, I always think of them as a car company. In fact, they say now on their website, uh, quote, we pioneer cutting-edge technologies that deliver the cleanest, safest, and most competitive solutions to our planet's vital power needs, unquote. Pretty cool mission statement. Certainly a lot different than we make expensive cars. So let me read from ExtremeTech.com from an article that they put up on their site on November 24th of this year, quote, Rolls-Royce has been working on an all-electric plane called Spirit of Innovation. And the automaker reports, well, see, they called him an automaker right there. Okay, anyhow. The automaker reports that the aircraft absolutely clobbered at least three world records in their latest test flights. For an aircraft that's only been in the air for a few hours total, that's pretty impressive. This report comes not quite two months after the aircraft took off for its maiden flight. Boy, this thing, this program's moving fast. Okay, after the flights, the company announced, We have submitted data to the Federation Aeronautique Internationale, FAA, the FAI, the World Air Sports Federation who control and certify world aeronautical and, astro and astronautical records, that at 15.45 GMT, or UTC, it really should be UTC, on the 16th of November, the aircraft reached a top speed of 555.9 kilometers per hour, or 345.4 miles per hour, over 3 kilometers, smashing the existing record by 213 kilometers per hour, or 132 miles per hour. So it was it was 132 miles per hour faster than the other record, and I assume the other records for an, uh, another electric airplane. 
All right, they go on to say that the day's later test flights also belong in the record books. While they didn't push the rest of the latter flights quite as fast, at least one still hit 330 miles per hour. They also report breaking the fastest time to climb to three kilometers, that's an altitude of three kilometers, by an entire minute, clocking in at a final 202 seconds, as well as breaking two other speed records over distances of three and 15 kilometers. The flights took place at the UK Ministry of Defense's Boscombe Downs, Boscombe Downs, B-O-S-C-O-M-B-E, Boscombe Downs, I'm going with, excuse me, the Boscombe's da- Boscombe Downs Aerodrome, an airfield not unlike Edwards Air Force Base used for testing new and experimental aircraft. The spirit of ingenuity, <laughs> the spirit of ingenuity uses, wow, liquid-cooled lithium-ion batteries, and a 400-kilowatt powertrain developed with partners Electroflight and YASA, also of the United Kingdom. The single-seat aircraft has an ultralight carbon fiber hull, and while it boasts the ability to put forth 500-plus horsepower, it can land with two of its three batteries disabled. Oh, that's good redundancy. This one plane won't revolutionize the industry, but it does provide much-needed data for the idea of urban and commuter aircraft. The company says, quote, The characteristics that air taxis require from batteries are very similar to what was developed for the spirit of innovation. They added that the advanced battery and propulsion te- propulsion, let's do that again, the advanced battery and propulsion technology developed for this program has exciting applications for the advanced air mobility market. I'm excited. I am. There's even a practical angle to the development of an all-electric aircraft. The UK's business secretary, Kwasi Kwarteng, said, quote, The government is proud to back projects like this to leverage the private investment necessary to unlock cleaner, greener aircraft, which will allow people to fly as they do now, but in a way that cuts emissions. Rolls-Royce Chief Executive Officer Warren East added, quote, Following the world's focus on the need for action at COP26, this is another milestone that will help make jet zero. Oh, I see what they did there. Not net zero, but jet zero. A reality and supports our ambitions to deliver the technology breakthroughs society needs to decarbonize transport across air, land, and sea. That's neat stuff. I'm going to follow this. I could I could get my geek on about this, seriously. Earlier, let's see, two weeks ago, I came across another electric aircraft that was a personal aircraft that looks really neat. I don't have that information here, but I will share that in the days ahead just because, you, of course, you're dying to know. I just know you're dying to know. All right, let's go to birthday time now. Born on this day in 1876 in Angola, New York, American engineer Willis Haviland Carrier. He invented the first electric air conditioning system in 1902, founded the Carrier Company, and started air conditioning the world. He got his engineering education at Cornell University, which is in in New York, graduated with a master's in engineering in 1901. The next year, 1902, July of 1902, He submitted drawings for what became recognized as the world's first modern air conditioning system. And he did this to fix a problem at a publishing company, the Sackett Wilhelms Lithographing and Publishing Company in Brooklyn, New York. They had an air quality problem in the plant. It 
it was a hot and a humid summer, and the paper would change shape in response to the temperature and humidity. It would get larger and then it would shrink. And this resulted in poor quality images because the paper had to go through the press four times for four different colors. And if the paper was a different size for one of the runs, the colors were offset and it would look horrible. So Willis proposed a system that would take the moisture out of the air, the humidity out of the air, and provide a more constant temperature. And this, of course, is what we today know as air conditioning. And of course, air conditioning doesn't just help this one plant in Brooklyn, New York. No, it makes all kinds of places instantly more habitable. Places like Atlanta, Georgia, for example. I mean, what would Florida be like without air conditioning? Or Houston, Texas? Or Phoenix, Arizona? Or Fort Smith, Arkansas? Air conditioning made big parts of the country just much more habitable. Big deal. Big deal. So, good job, Willis. Willis died in 1950 at age 73, and after his death, he was inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame and the Buffalo Science Museum Hall of Fame. I'm not familiar with that last one. I have to look that one up. So happy birthday, Willis, and thank you for making my life so much more comfortable. I'm kind of looking forward to meeting you on the other side. Tell you what, I'll buy the first round. Now, before we go, before we sign off today, I just want to let my friend Simple Joe whose daily podcast is over at thesimplejoe.com. I want to let him know that stuffing and dressing are two terms that can be used interchangeably, and they often are. It's more or less a regional choice. In my experience, historically, the folks in the South would use dressing more than stuffing. Folks in the North would talk about stuffing and not dressing. There are many southern recipes for dressing that include cornmeal or cornbread, but you don't have to have that in there. You can put okra in there or poke salad if you want to. You don't have to have cornbread. You just put anything in it and you just call it what you want. You can call it stuffing or you can call it dressing. Just don't call me late for dinner. I hope that helps, Joe, and thanks for asking me to, to straighten that out for you. And that's all for today. Let's wrap this up in this aluminum foil we got left over from preparing yesterday's feast, and then we'll stick a fork in it because it's done. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. 